0: online and on smart devices. Now on London Scotty Radio, it's podcast time. I'm George Matlock. Welcome to Scotty Mot, the health and well-being show from London Scotty Club, and a big thanks to our swelling audience. Swelling, I tell you, because someone trapped their foot in the door. Welcome, please, back, Kath Marchbank, welfare officer from Scotty Charity Steaks. Hello, and how are you?
1: Oh, I'm very well, thanks, George. It's been a gorgeous day here, so I've been busy planting out in the garden, getting all the tubs and the everything on the wall so the scotties can't get to the soil and the uh, the flowers that i'm putting in so it's a full-time job the dogs are chasing around after me trying to get uh, get digging and uh, and getting the plants before i get them in the pots
0: and what kind of plants were you potting today
1: uh, i've done some pansies and violas today
0: Right. Well, I know for a fact that those are going to be the sort of thing that Scotties would trample all over because they're so flat and so close to the ground, aren't they, those flowers? They they're they're certainly very close are.
1: To yeah. So lots of hanging baskets and um, and um, baskets on the wall, you know, like hair net type um, baskets. So the Scotties can't get up there, but while they're down on the ground, you know they're all wanting to uh, to help.
0: Mm. Now you rehome, of course, a lot of Scotties. Um, how many at the moment are residing with you, either as guests or as permanent features? Uh,
1: I have three extra in at the moment, so there's eight dogs here in total: my five and the, <laughs> and th- and three lodgers.
0: My word! It it is never a dull moment at your home, I can tell. Oh, it's-,
1: it's it certainly isn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, so we've got. Um, really loads to get through today Um, so first of all let me put this out to you all out there how many hours does your Scotty sleep? We will be revealing the results of our latest online poll conducted among London Scotty Club members and we explore how listeners swelling or otherwise listen to our podcasts or as we now start to call them poured casts. Well, Kath, before we look into those, uh, those results of the online survey, um, I know you've, you've had a question in from one of our, our members, uh, the London mm-hmm. Scotty Club members, uh, so we'll be looking into that as well. Uh, but let's start, first of all, with that huge topic that every household is talking about at the moment, and it's not about acquiring a Scotty, it's about the cost of living. Inflation, we know it's going up, it's going up all around the world in the United States, in the UK, in Europe and beyond. And uh, the cost of pet foods going up, the cost of vets, prescriptions, etc. It's all starting to add up. The result of which has been, there's been a lot of headlines in the last week, um, Cass, uh, around the, the topic of um, of dogs that have been, um, that uh, that were basically dumped, is the right word to use, they've been dumped with with uh, kennels in Birmingham. We heard of several cases in the, in the Birmingham area where people said they could no longer afford to have a dog. Now, we don't know what the breeds are, but it doesn't matter. All dogs are wonderful and all dogs matter. And these dogs have been left with the kennel because these people can no longer afford to have their dogs as pets. What do you say? Are you, are you hearing anything like this? Is it starting to, you know, uh, pinch the, the Scotty world?
1: At the moment in the Scotty world, we're not seeing an increase in dogs through the cost of living at the moment, but we are seeing an increase in young dogs. People who bought them in and in, in lockdown, uh, these dogs are now getting some a year old, some coming up to two years old, and this is a time when Scotties are the most difficult. Um, you know, hormones are kicking in, the temperaments are changing and people can't cope with them. And so I'm seeing an increase in younger dogs coming through. But it's not, at the moment, it's not due to the cost of living. Um, I think in the Scotty world, that will come through in the next few months. Um, You know, people, they haven't done their sums when they've been Mm. forking out and buying the dogs. I think everybody had some spare cash during lockdown, We saw a huge um, increase in the price of puppies. Scotties went from £1,500 before lockdown up to about £3,000. So people haven't got that money now to be able to go out and buy the puppies. Mm. Um, But I don't think they've taken on board you know, just how much it costs to look after the dog correctly.
0: Now, you mentioned earlier there that a number of factors could be at play. Uh, It sounded like one of them might be seasonal. So are you saying that there are certain things at this time of the year that might be affecting that? I mean, in in other words, is this a kind of a a short-term spike in this time of the year? Or is there a worry that this could now snowball during the course of the year?
1: I think it will snowball. Um, You know, people, they've got out, they've bought the puppies, They've had Scotties all their lives. Um, the last puppies that they had 14 years ago, people are 14 years older, they forget what how hard work a puppy is. So that's the increase in the dogs that I've got at the moment coming through. Um, and a lot of it is, and I'm also helping a lot of people train the dogs, give them some advice on how to discourage some, you know, some behaviour that they're seeing in the Scotty world so you know i've I've been quite busy on the phones this last few weeks which i'm always happy and glad to help because i would rather if i can keep a dog in the home stex isn't all about taking a dog away from somebody and rehoming it Mm. if we can if we can keep the dog in the home give people advice Um, sometimes just changing feed you know looking at the diet giving the dog more exercise Um, the way that you know what we've looked at before, the way you hold the lead. Lots of different tips, and we can sometimes keep the dog in the, in that home. But if people have lost their jobs, um, you know, losing houses, and they can't keep the dogs, take the dogs to the new rented property, again, uh, you know, we've seen dogs come in because of that reason.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and indeed, this is a story of economics. So this is about the possibility people have either lost their jobs, they've been furloughed, um, uh, they're on a fixed and minimal income, um, and now on top of everything else, they've got another mouth in the house to feed, which is their pet dog, and that is costing them more because the food, the cost of pet food, uh, and vet bills and etc. are all on the rise, um, and we don't know when that will end. I mean, nobody is yet confident enough to say, "Oh, this is just a blip." This will all this will all end well we don't know that um and of course we we have to wait to see how how central banks you know react and whether interest rates will go up and then that also has its its own uh, implications so um it's a deep topic um but but what we're concerned about here is the well-being of of the dogs and I mean we've discussed as you know Kath on this program many times before you know things like how uh, lots of puppies were acquired during lockdown not always from scrupulous breeders i might add Um, and then um, you know people had these dogs while they're at home now they have to go back to work that is also putting pressure on them and now just to cap it all the cost of maintaining that that pet has now gone up as well and continues to so it all seems to sound like a lot of people perhaps have dogs that hadn't really thought through what it costs to have a pet.
1: No, I think over the years, we've always seen uh, what I call busy times um, in rescue. And that's generally before the summer holidays, Um, Easter holidays, half term breaks, when people are going away on holiday and it's like, oh, what we're going to do with the dog? Oh, let's book it into the kennels. Oh, gosh, didn't realise how that's how much it costs to put the dog in kennels. Hmm, why don't we rehome the dog? So, you know
0: Very good point. traditionally
1: yeah, you know, we have always been busy at those times. Um and, you know, I I always think about an old friend, my um, friend Sandra, who always um was a rehoming office, officer for Stex until she passed away. Um And she worked as a vet's receptionist, and it was in the Liverpool area. And regularly, there were certain families who would let the dogs go on the streets. The dog warder would pick the dog up. They'd go away on holiday for seven days, come back, and then get the dog out to the um, local pound because it was cheaper to do it that way than it was to pay for the kenneling fee.
0: Extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary. Um, a a real a real absence of responsibility there um and it you know the stress it must cause to the animal because when you get put in a in a dog pound this is not a holiday folks this is not no. the, the, not I'm not suggesting that those who handle the dogs and t- who intern them are, are are being cruel to them I'm not making that as that's as that suggestion but certainly this is not they're not going to be pampered pooches going into a place like this no. and it must be very stressful for the dog as well
1: Definitely, you know some dogs they don't want to eat when they go into the kennels, um, you know, because it's just they are so stressed. Um, no. You know, as a as a dog warden pound. You can only give emergency treatment to a dog so you know if the dog's got a leg hanging off then yes they will take the dog down to the vets and provide emergency treatment but if it's um you know looks like it needs worming or uh, de-fleeing they won't actually do those things because they're not allowed to you know they, if they can't uh, clip the dog it might be very hot they can't clip the dog um, because they haven't got the owner's permission so they yep. can only do emergency treatments, you know, to the animals. So, you know, st- from Steck's point of view, we're always looking at the various dog pounds and dogs homes. If mm-hmm. any Scotties or Scotty Crosses go in, then we're always willing to pick them up and take them on and find the new home for the dogs. But, you know, in the past, some people, you know, they just that's how they used to work, you know, uh, you know, going back. And it's not that long ago. I would say it's probably um, in the last ten years, um, you know, that people would do things like that to get a, a cheap break, you know, for the dogs. Mm. I think the councils have got wise to it now. You do have a big hefty fee. You also get fined if your dogs found roaming. So it's definitely not a thing to do. No, um, clearly
0: not. And of course, that that cost of that is ultimately, sadly, borne by the animal because if uh, there's um, a 500 pound or a 1500 pound fine or whatever it is that they're that they're charging for this um somebody has to pay for that and that will be the owner and then the owner will of course um probably take it out on the animal by you know feeding them less or i don't know wh- whatever it is that they will do to try yeah, and economize
1: they actually leave the dog at the pound they don't go back and and claim the dog in a lot of cases yeah
0: that's also a possibility yeah, yeah.
1: You know, again, you know, we've had um, dog wardens and um, the kennels mm. ringers to say we've got a Scottie in the, you know, it's done it seven days. The owners have disclaimed the dog. They don't want to pick it up. And, you know, we'll run and pick the dog up.
0: I mean, it's, it's both shameful, but also shocking that people uh, that, you know, ha- they're such lovely dogs. I mean, all dogs are lovely, but we know as owners of Scotties just how lovely and sweet and wonderful they are. And then to hear that the owners couldn't care less to take them back I mean what kind of owners were they in the first place honestly I mean what's what, these yeah. people need a reality check and I think yeah, all of our I listeners will feel the same way
1: yeah for some people it's just a throwaway world um you know yeah get the dog off mm. it's fashion item fed no. up with it now it doesn't do what i want it to do you know all dogs will do things but they just got to be trained you know they exactly be asked correctly exactly
0: yeah. absolutely right well look, fascinating topic but you know one of the nice things about doing these podcasts is that um, they also lend themselves to, to new ideas and new ways of looking at things and while we've been talking about this one thing that sort of came across sort of my way of thinking is the possibility that we might have a kind of I suppose you could call it a whole a whole of life budget um, so that um, at the moment people usually think only as far as what's it going to cost to buy a puppy if they want to buy one or can I get one on the cheaper by going to to um, you know a dog's home and picking it up from from like Battersea or, or from Stex or from whoever um, and then um, you know factoring on top of that all the other costs that are involved people don't do that they just think how much is it going to cost to get the dog? They need to really have, uh, in my, this is just my, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know, you know, Kath, what your your view on this is. But I would like to see a projection um, that people can can rely upon. You know, what does it cost to, to, you know, to have a Scottish Terrier? What does it cost? Meaning, um, you know, the, the cost of the food, uh, the vet bills, you know, the annual jabs that you must have. Any kind of registrations that are required, Uh, the possibility you might be fined if something goes wrong. Let's hope not. Um, And the cost of grooming as well, and and, you know, which is also an important part of their health and well-being. So all of that, and possibly a few other things, if you really want to, like for example, oh, I go away on my holidays, um, you know, uh, twice a year. So I'm going to also need um, the help of uh, somebody to to look after my dog so i need to pay them or otherwise i'll use the pound and then you know the council will come after me yeah so all of these things to consider what do you think about that a kind of a whole of whole of life budget where people can see the cost of of owning a scottish terrier over five years over 10 years and if you're lucky over 15 years that would really bring it home to people what it costs and I know I spent a fortune I don't even know how much it's precisely but that's exactly why we will need a, a cost of living uh kind of uh, not cost of living but a, a, a whole of life budget for this what do you think
1: oh definitely it's something you've got to you know be prepared it's you know when we um talk to people who wanted to adopt one of our dogs you know on the back of the form we state on there you know that the dogs need grooming you know approximately six to eight weeks Um, You know, the the average cost of that, which on average, I'd say is £45. Um, You've got your yearly injections, which can be anything between um, £40 and £100, depending on which vets you use. You've got your worming treatment, your flea treatments. You know, your flea treatments, You've £30 of tablets, and then you need to give that four times a year. So you know, you just do the maths on that alone. Um, you've got your insurance if you're insuring your dog, which again, depending on the postcode where you live, you can be looking at, i say, an average of forty pound a month. Uh, for some dogs, it could be a hundred pound if they've had um, you know, a claim previously and and the, yep. it's relating to something long term. So you know, it really does all add up. The um, the dog food that I buy, I, I do buy a grain free food, mm. and that has increased in price by ten pound a bag just over the last, I'd say, the last probably last month.
0: So from you're saying by ten pounds. So from what to what, just so we it can get went a feel. To,
1: I get it at a wholesale price, so it's gone up from eighteen ninety nine and it's gone up to twenty nine ninety nine now.
0: Yeah, so just right, about ten eleven yeah. quid. Yeah, that's it. That's quite a large percentage when you think about it, because that's basically gone up by uh by one third.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a wholesale price or so, yeah. you know Yeah.
0: Thirty three percent for those who are following what we're saying. One third. Thirty three percent. That is a choking increase. This isn't this isn't about just increasing it five percent or whatever, which is what people might right listening to this program might expect because of what the official inflation rate is, but actually thirty three percent more is what you're paying than, than what you were paying before.
1: Yeah. Um you know and it The wholesalers are telling me, well, it's an increase, you know, the fuel getting the product from the manufacturers into the wholesalers. You know, the diesel prices have shot up, uh, the prices of the raw ingredients. And I don't think these prices are ever going to come back down. No, no. You know, we, we might see a slight decrease, but, you know... we. Well, well, you see, something business I'm is... going to have to budget for because it's yeah. going to be 30 quid a bag yeah uh, and maybe going up again
0: yeah well we're, we're we're doing this live folks and so I'm actually going to now make a, a, an admission which is I got my numbers wrong uh, it's even worse I said 33% right well I've just realized actually if if you were paying nearly 20 pounds a bag and now you're paying 30 pounds a bag so 10 pounds more that is actually a 50% increase because it's yeah. gone up by half of the original price, right? So that's a 50% increase, so it means you're paying a third more if, if you follow the semantics of language. Um, and so the figure is a shocking 50% markup, which you've, you're paying. And I think you're right, uh, Kath, in that I think that many businesses will take this as an opportunity not to bring prices back down again, a little bit like oil prices, I guess, in that, um, you know, they a lot of businesses have been starved of revenue and have, you know, have been disrupted by the pandemic, over the last two years and that in itself has resulted in them having to make certain economy measures so i suspect that now they're actually going to be very keen to try and recoup that money so if they have an opportunity to pass on a cost like this they might very well you know they might very well do that whether it's manufacturers or retailers for that matter
1: yeah and then you know the vets fees is again you know that those prices are going up um it's just it really is scary um you know, Absolutely. yes, the the love we get from our dogs, from our animals, it is priceless. But you know, at the end of the day, if you've got children to feed as well, um, you know, a mortgage to pay, everything else, and 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 I think this is one of the reasons why the big dog homes around Birmingham, especially, you know, they will be seeing a huge increase in dogs coming in
0: couldn't agree more right well it's a topic we'll come back to uh, and we might even ask our listeners um or certainly our members uh, in an online poll what they think about the idea of a whole of life budget for their dogs they might be surprised at just how much it costs to maintain a dog i know you'll probably be doing the numbers and i'll be delighted to talk to you uh, at a later stage uh Kath, about you know wh- what if you put all the all the costs together what what we would be looking at over a, over these different milestones of five 10 and even 15 years but yeah. a fascinating topic okay well let's look move on to the next thing because we, we really have um, uh, been speaking uh, very generously about this topic and I think it's a really important one that we started on um, but we have other things as well so now turning to the question from one of our listeners and, and members of the London Scotty Club um, you've got it right there haven't you do you want to read have, out what yep. you've got
1: yeah this question's from Eleandra uh, she says recently Dakota only wants to go um, on walks in the places that she she knows and likes uh, when she's on the lead for example she walks um, okay if we're going to the park um, but if i want to go out of the park on another walk she'll sit down and won't move the word treats might get me another another 10 meters uh, but then she will sit down and stop and she's asking, um, what, can, what can she do to make a walk?
0: Well, this is a remarkable question, isn't it? Um, I, I was just thinking about that because um, my two dogs have really get bored of going the same route every day. And they look for any excuses to try and take me around another, another route, maybe a longer one. Usually it is a long one, of course. They've already thought that one through. And in any case, it is quite remarkable um that uh they they know when when they when we shortchange them and you know, if i take them on a shorter route as well um but most of all they like new routes here we seem to have the opposite we seem to have a case of somebody who um does does not want to go um new routes wants to stay um familiar
1: yeah i'd say with this dog um that it's she's going out of a comfort zone she's happy in the park that's that's her comfort area she's happy there so you're asking her to go somewhere different and she's she's got anxiety issues she's not showing the anxiety by you know kicking off and barking at another dog but if you probably look at her behavior I would say she's anxious and you know I'll sit down I'm going to be stubborn I'm not going to move I don't want to go there so what you need to do is to encourage the dog to walk forward by keeping the lead very slack. If the lead is tight, if you're in front and you're the dog's behind and that lead's tight, she won't move anywhere. And especially if you turn around and say, come on Dakota, this way, and you're facing the dog, you're giving the command to stop. So you must try to walk in the direction where you wanted to go. But sometimes you've got to walk forward but have your, your arm behind you so there's slack on the lead and getting, encouraging the dog to come forward. Maybe um, a calmer rat will probably help her um, because I think it's all probably relating to anxiety issues because I believe the dog's only two years old. If she was an older dog um, and being stubborn and I don't want to go I'd probably be saying you know if the dog's eight years old plus I'd be saying make sure you've done some routine bloods and see what the liver function's doing because a lot of our dogs tend to get a little bit lazy when there's starting things to happen in the body outwardly we can't see any changes but inwardly for the poor dog it's like oh I've just got a bit of a twinge in my tummy I don't want to move and so if we do those routine bloods we can just see what's happening.
0: Okay well that sounds like very sound advice so thank you very much for that uh, to, to you Kath. So finally let's turn to uh, the the last topic which is the online poll. Um and before we do that, just let's. Uh, I hope that um, Alejandra will be listening to this episode and might take the opportunity to let us know how she gets on with the advice that she heard today on the programme. So, um, onto the online poll. Well, we had uh, a pretty good res- response. Again, around a third of our membership voted in this, uh, so it's pretty weighty. Uh, we asked a couple of questions last week. Of our of our members, and uh, here we have the results. The first one is uh, the topic that I raised earlier, which is um, how many hours does your Scotty sleep a day? Now, before we announce the results of this poll, I want, I want to ask you, um, Kath, uh, from your perspective. I mean, you've got about eight customers there in, in, at the moment. On average, what do you reckon? How many how many hours? This is uh, you know using the 24-hour clock, of course. How many hours do, do your Scotties sleep? Um.
1: I'd say my sleep for a good 12 hours a day eight in the evening you know when we go off to bed we like a good eight hour sleep if we can get that and even during the day um, whether I'm working on the computer or out in the garden people say where's the dogs and I'll say they're all they'll take themselves off to the bed and they'll put themselves in the boot room and you'll find them all snoring on the mats about 10 o'clock in the morning um, probably 10 till 12 they'll have a couple of hours snooze and again in middle of the afternoon another couple of hours
0: very good. OK, well, here are the results then of uh, your dogs are not average. Is, but, <laughs> that's what I'm about to tell. They're not average. OK, um, <laughs> so um, here, we, here we have it. So the most popular result, let's cut straight to the chase. 47 percent of uh, respondents came up with up to 15 hours. So we asked one to two hours, three to five hours. You'll be surprised that there are a few uh, in that category up to 10 hours, up to 15, up to 20 All day and night, or I don't have a clue. We actually had one person said, I have no clue how many hours my dog sleeps. Maybe um, that's true, because we don't really know if they're really sleeping or they're pretending to sleep, of course. So that's not a bad bad response, actually. Um, I'm surprised it was only one person who who said that. But in any case, um, nobody said one to two hours. Uh, Three to five hours, 18%. Uh, Up to 10 hours was 22%. And as I said, the, the, the all out winner was uh, up to 15 hours a day, uh, 40, around 47 percent, I would say, if I'm rounding it up. So pretty good. Um, uh, that's the, the results of, of, of that survey. Um, and then the other question that we asked our, our members was about how do they listen to London Scotty Radio's podcasts? And uh, we had quite a nice spread of uh, responses um I will only read out the, the ones that, that are sort of larger and more significant, because we asked lots of things like, you know, eating breakfast, walking the dog, cycling in the bathroom, commuting, uh, housework, uh, taking exercise, eating dinner, not the same as breakfast, of course, um, doing homework or catching up on emails and so on and so forth, chilling out with my dogs uh, and so on. So we, we found that actually the most, and it's it, it was quite, quite close, but the most Uh, popular response for those who do listen to the podcast was chilling out with my dogs. 22% said so. Um, Oh, wow. Pretty good. So they're just sitting there enjoying the company of their dogs, listening to to the podcast. What a great way of doing it. And then you can look at your dog and say, I'm so glad you don't have problems with your teeth because that's what they're talking about on the on the show. You know, that sort of thing. So absolutely lovely to hear that that's that is the the most popular way uh, for people for people to um, to pick up their podcasts. Uh, another popular one we found was doing housework. That makes sense, you know, ironing maybe sweeping the floor, um maybe doing the dishes uh, in the kitchen. People uh, do listen, so nearly 10% Uh, do it while um, you know listen while they're they're doing their their housework Uh, another popular one uh, was walking the dog now that was even more popular in fact that came in at uh, just under 13 percent walking the dog which is actually very good because you know one of the nice things people think have figured out is that you can listen to podcasts but you don't have to be you know uh, literally praying to your computer you don't have to be sitting there as a you know you can just use a mobile phone you can go outdoors walk your dog put your headphones on if you like uh, plug in and listen you can stream from so many different apps so it's really nice to know that people have have got into that idea and and therefore they're able to do two things at the same time they're able to make sure their dog gets the the exercise they they need but also they are the listeners are also getting a chance to catch up on these things so really really good results yeah um,
1: that's excellent that's, yeah that's good that you know a third of people have uh, have come forward with those results yep
0: yep now, nearly a third of respondents said they have not yet listened to London Scotty Radio. Shame on them. OK. Um, and further, and this is the most interesting one, uh, 15.6%, to be very precise, said they they listened to uh, our podcasts in other ways, under the category Other. Other. So we might be in touch with some of those respondents um, individually just to find out what they are doing. How do they listen? We are intrigued. We want to know more. So there we go. All right. So that's uh, the results of our survey. Now, I, I, I want to put it to you. Do you listen to our podcast and how?
1: I do. I generally listen when I'm doing a little bit of housework. OK. Catch right. up on the housework. So um, I'm not... Um, I'm not that technical to be able to do it when I'm walking the dog at the moment and plus generally the dogs that I've got with me I'm concentrating on them because with some of them if they're in for behavioural issues the moment that you drop your guard you know they've, they've, yeah. uh, they've caught me off me off my guard and they'll be wanting to growl and grump at another dog that's passing by
0: right right so. okay well I, I have to say and one response I'm really delighted about is it got zero which is what I'm very pleased to hear is uh, the, the the answer trying to get to sleep. I'm so oh, pleased they're not they're not good. using us in order to try to get to sleep. I am so delighted, ladies and gentlemen, that's, take a bow. That's good. Yeah, well, everyone take a bow except for me and Kath because otherwise we'll headbutt the the microphone. But you you get the general idea, right? Well, Kath, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us on today's program. And you welcome. Um, we will probably look into the the topic of, of budgeting for owning a, a scottish terrier and um, i'd be delighted if you might email me your your thoughts on, on, these, on these cost I'll, issues
1: i'll get the calculator out yeah. and fright myself to death and uh, well, the, abaca- the abacus get the old abacus we'll go, out yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i don't think anyone uses those anymore but no but, um, no. but um, no we are really really good to, to sort of get your feedback on that and we may very well put a put a question to our members you know what do you think it costs over 5 10 and 15 years to own a Scottish Terrier and let's just see what people say you know what kind of numbers they come up with because we just want to get a feel for what people perceive it costs and then uh, on the next uh, the next opportunity we will we'll, we will relate uh, the answers and what we probably will do is we'll, we may very well mention those uh, during next the next episode in two weeks time which will be Jackie um, but I will of course relate that these figures uh, are from you Kath if that's all right Yeah, that's fine. Super, right. Well, finally, just a reminder really to everyone uh, that if you have a question for Scotty MOT, you don't even have to be a London Scotty Club member. Although Lord knows why you wouldn't want to join us. It's free of charge after all. Anyone in the UK can become a member. And for overseas listeners, we offer honorary membership. You always wanted to be an honour. Now you can be an honour. Um, visit scotty.scott, and from there you can send us your question uh, use the online form and attach a photo or a short video if you think that this will help us to look into your problem um, let's uh, re- remind ourselves this is about scottish terriers so um, we don't want questions about your scottish fold cat uh, delightful though they are, nor about the salamander uh, in in the in the bath. Those are topics we can't cover, right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just get this into into perspective. But anything Scotty related, we would be delighted to hear from you. Remember, it's that there's a dedicated page. It's Scotty dot Scott. That's Scotty with a double T I E. And meanwhile, Kath again, thanks as always. And Thank you. show back in two weeks' time. Wishing you all healthy Scotties. Thanks for listening to London Scotty Radio. This and all our podcasts are available online at londonscotty.club. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to us from your favourite podcast player app. Also visit us on YouTube for fun videos. And if you have a Scottish Terrier in London or nearby, be sure to join us.